This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. My guest is debut author and publishing executive Todd Dowdy. His newest book is fun-loving and thoughtful. It's called Little Pieces of Hope, Happy Making Things in a Difficult World. Todd, welcome to Book Talk. Thank you so much for having me. Where were you and what were you thinking about when you wrote your first list of what turned out to be Little Pieces of Hope? Well, that was Wednesday, March 11th of 2020. I lay all of this blame squarely at the feet of our commuter rail, Metro North, uh, right outside of New York City. I was on the train and um, it was the day that the WHO had declared a global pandemic. And for some reason, I decided to type a list of happy making things in a difficult world onto my Instagram. So that first list has everything from Goldfish, New York City, any movie of Catherine Hepburn's, but specifically her entrance in The Lion in Winter, Bacon, Civility, Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. So it was just this scattershot zigzag list of everything in life that I love. And I posted it and immediately friends and family started commenting and a couple of strangers and people started to put in their own happy making things in the comments. And I thought, well, I'll do another one. So I kept going and going and going. And now 19 plus months later, here we are with a book. And how did you come up with 3000, almost (laughs) 3000 entries? Well, you know, I didn't realize there were that many in the book until I got a note from the brilliant copy editors of the book, Randy Marulo and Karen Wise, and they had broken everything down because the book covers everything from TV shows, movies, recipes, sayings, songs, feelings and memories and paintings and art. And, you know, they put it all together in one document and it ended up being, as you say, over 3000 items. But, you know, really what was happening with me was that every day we were then home, our offices shut down and we would have dinner and watch Jeopardy. And then I sat down on the couch and for about 90 minutes to two hours every day, I went down this sort of rabbit hole of happiness with the list. And, I would say normally there were one of two things that kind of sparked it that I might have seen or remembered during the day. I did it all on my iPhone in the notes app and I would just jot them down quickly or we would be in a car in the car driving and we'd hear a song on the radio and I'd screenshot, take a photograph of the radio itself, display screen so that I'd remember to put that song in later. So it kind of just came together piece by piece. You know, what, happened was when my brilliant editor Meg Letter and I started talking about the book, she mentioned, you know, we're going to need about 50% new material. So I was like, um, so I took actually 41 lists that I created and did not post publicly that are all saved for the book in addition to 16 essays, and those range on everything from Red Velvet Cake to Taking the Leap to Small Towns to Living Your Life Like Mary Bailey, and then I did eight playlists as well. So it kind of came together organically in a way. How did you organize your book? Oh, sure. Yeah, we um, we took the original posts 
And then I took about two months to do the additional posts and the essays. And then we blended all that together. And then Meg and I went through it because we were very concerned about the pacing of the book. We wanted it to be overwhelming for the reader, but kind of like experiencing the list themselves in terms of there'd be a full list. And then there might be a page with just one saying or a page with multiple things on it. And we wanted it to have a rhythm because you can definitely read the book from cover to cover. But I also like to think of it as this daily devotional of delight that you can kind of dip in for a page and then dip out. We knew we wanted special edition lists like I did lists on graduation and Halloween and the 80s. And, you know, it was just a really fun project to kind of assemble it in this quilt like or jigsaw puzzle form to get that perfect flow. Among the entries I like the best are things that I didn't even know I wanted to know. Like the 2016 article in Vanity Fair about the mystery of the Maltese Falcon. Or how about the best advice you ever received? Well, that best advice was from my late amazing grandmother when I was home visiting one Christmas and I was whining about something or other. And she just looked at me and she said, you're going to have to be like your grandma. You're going to have to get tough. And it just stuck with me, you know, and it was something that I have remembered ever since she said it. She's ever present anyway uh, with me, I think. But that was one of the many things that she gave me. And, you know, you mentioned the article and those two things tied together in a weird way, which is, I think there's a really fine line between memory and discovery. You know, a lot of the things in the book I have remembered or, you know, I'm a pack rat. I, I have books and I have articles. I have postcards of, of, you know, great pieces of art or photographs that I love. So a lot of that came into the book or it would be random discovery of things that I read in real time. You know, there are many articles over the course of last year that made their way into the book just because I discovered them that day. And I hope that that's what the reader takes away too, that either we are connected by sharing the love of that happy making thing, or conversely, it's something that you hadn't discovered before, and then we now share it again. And one of the things that I do say at the beginning too, is like, there may be stuff on here that you hate. So, you know, you can cross that out and add in your own happy making thing for your own list. Do you think you would have written a book like this if not for the pandemic? That's a really good question. I mean, the genesis happened that day. I mean, it was really a lightning bolt that struck. And then, as I said before, I just kept the list going. I mean, I'm still even doing them now. I did one a couple of days and it's given me a real source of joy. I, I will say I did not anticipate doing a book at first. It was just that one list that kind of grew into others. And then you know, look, the fact that this exists is a miracle. I am so lucky. And I had friends telling me like, this could be a book, like it could be a book. And it was only then when a few people had said it where I thought, well, maybe, maybe it could be. Did it take the pandemic? I don't know. I, I, I guess so. Since it started on that day of March 11th, I think, you know, it was an unprecedented time, but there's a universality to the book that I believe, whether it is a regular bad day or you're having a hard time in life, you know, an unprecedented global pandemic or just 
something that has hit you and knocked you off your feet, you know, the book is there to bring that jolt of joy back, like to show, to remind you and show you the good things that around you are around you. You worked with authors in publicity for many years. Now that you're working on publicity for your own book, what's the biggest thing you've learned that you didn't know before? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I had certainly never done interviews before. I'd watched <laughs> authors do them over the years, of course, and listened. And um, But this is the first time doing it. But it's just, it's been great. And I'm so happy that the book is out in the world. You know, I think that publicity still has the power to reach the consumer in the ways that it always has before. You know, thought books or who watch TV shows about books or listen to radio shows about books. Like those are avid readers in search of those authors. And that, that has not changed in, in the years that I've done this. What do you hope readers will get from your book? I hope they get a jolt of joy. Um, I hope that, you know, I, I had a friend who said everybody carries around an invisible bag of rocks and we may not see that and we may not know how heavy it is. But I think that if you can dip into this book, even for five minutes for a day and it makes you smile and it lightens that load for just a little bit. And maybe I remind you of something that you love that you had forgotten about or it causes you to notice something in the world that maybe you hadn't paid attention to before, then that makes me really happy. And I would love that. Well, thank you. My guest is Tad Dowdy, author of Little Pieces of Hope, Happy Making Things in a Difficult World, published by Penguin Life. This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. Thank you.